0: Well, everybody, welcome back again to the Trade Podcast with Joy and Golso TV on this beautiful March 11th. This is episode two on the same day, March 11th, because I have two unique messages that I want to share with you. The first one, if you haven't heard it, the first episode is called My 10 Values to Live By. Make sure you check that out. But this one is called I Lost $100,000 in One Month. I guess. Maybe it should be called how I lost $100,000. So last year in one month, maybe we can call it one summer. Let's say June, July, August, 2021. In the middle of this horrible pandemic, as if that wasn't enough, I lost $100,000. It was a horrible month and we're still dealing with that loss. You're talking about... $7,000, $8,000 $7,000, $8,000 a month, right? $8,000, dollars So that's a lot of money and revenue that, of course, we needed and we still need to this day. And we have, we've had to do all kinds of things to survive and to make ends meet, both Rochelle and I. But the point isn't how that happened. It dealt with, of course, work and jobs and some of those things. A lot of painful things. A lot of unfair and very, yeah, unfair. And I would say near violent things that we experience. And now with gas prices, I'm, I'm still unemployed. But I want to tell you why I feel so filled with faith. And fear at the same time. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's not all sunshine and roses, as they say, or unicorns. So, and I want to tell you this because I'm not the only one. Every family, every individual, every couple is going through the same thing. You too have lost hundreds, thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars in the last 12, 24 months. You've lost maybe your business, your house, relationships, your health. I mean, goodness, I think I've gained like 30 pounds in the last two years. And But we have an option, right? We have two options, either to descend and just give up on life or to fight and trust God. And I am choosing the second, the latter. Trust God and continue to believe that the best is yet to come. So since then, since that summer of last year, well, and I guess let me say one thing. That's just on the physical or I guess material or I guess financial part. But we also went through the loss of Rochelle's mom in that same summer of last year. Her dad also had major cancer surgery where he almost died in that same month. One of our daughter's best friend, her father passed away and we were her counselors and pastors all in that same three month span, June, July, August. Wow, we're still recovering from it all, that kind of trauma, that kind of stuff takes, takes time. And so, and as I said, as on top of the pandemic that we all have been, been experiencing. And, and, and plus, plus, and and plus, right? I don't have to bore you with the details. We all know what these last 24 months have been like. And I guess the reason why it's important to go back and think of these things is because we have to heal by acknowledging the wound. You have to be strong enough to acknowledge the wound so that Jesus can put a Band-Aid on it and you can be healed. If you don't acknowledge what you've been through, if you ignore it, or if you just say, oh, God is good without actually helping or or having God or or giving God your pain or letting him into your pain, then the pain will come out. It'll still get you at some point, whether it's physically, or you're going to lose your marriage, or your kids are going to get into drugs and alcohol, or you are going to do something crazy, as they say. Grief will wait for you, and so it's important that we grieve. Jesus said, "Grieve with those who grieve." We don't grieve, as, we don't grieve as those who have no hope, but we still grieve. And so, I want to ask you, what has your last two years been like? What has it been like? And you say, "Oh, what's the point? Why go back there and and unbury all the pain?" Well, as I said, because That's the only way to heal, is to go back and give Jesus a specific moments and situations and people that hurt you, your own mistakes, things that you wish you had done differently. I I can look back and say, yep, I shouldn't have said that. Yep, shouldn't have done that. And as I said, why go back to receive the forgiveness of Jesus, to receive the grace and the love of God so that you can then move on to the next thing? Else you just are bringing a bunch of stuff, baggage, into your next situation. Now, since then, how has God, what have we done? How has God led us as a family of five here in Long Beach, California? Well, um, we have found a church, which I thank God for, Victory Outreach, Santa Ana. Shout out to my new church where both Rochelle and I and our kids are beginning to connect. We've just been there about three, four weeks, just a month or so. But we feel the grace of God upon us every time that we're there. We also, Rochelle is teaching and she loves that. She believes that that is her place for now. And in the future, we don't know when, we know that God will lift her up to leadership as she as she was, she was a, a principal and a dean of students. And right now she's taking a break, you could say, healing from all these things that we've both been through. And in due time, God will lift her up and bring her back, I believe, to a superintendent. Really, she will be our second Dr. Baker in the family. She, uh, I believe that that is her calling in life and where she will end up. For our children, things are going well, moving in the right direction, graduating from college, working, studying, working on their fitness, mental health, counseling, um, just thriving and yet grieving all that we've been through, all that they've been through. Friend stuff, as I mentioned, work stuff, this pandemic, all that's changed for them as students in college. It's been a lot on them and all students. And so, but uh, as I said, they're worshiping with us and I'm very proud of the progress that they're making. Uh, Our oldest is graduating from college in just a few months with a BS, a bachelor's of science degree in marketing and business, which is a dream come true. And she's also working with me. In the areas that I am developing Which I'll get to here in a second Health wise you had some mess Still just barely Getting off the, the dime I guess Getting off the, the couch To walk and run And box Same with Rochelle Also she's slowly getting herself Back in gear Our marriage is strong We, are, we went on a date for the first time In I don't know two years About a month ago that was really beautiful. I think it was for Valentine's Day, actually. Yeah, February fifteenth, fourteenth, and uh, we're getting back all of our all of our habits of love and time together, and all of kind of moving away from just the emergency of life these last two years to more of an intimacy and and soon fun. We can't wait to get back to the fun of our relationship. But uh, what we do have that we do every day is uh, Bible studies, prayer, and devotions. We do them in the morning as kind of couch time or coffee time. Sometimes at night, I have we have a uh, devotional called Jesus Calling that I read when we're going to bed, and we pray, and we hold each other, and we cry, and we go through our week, and really these last few years together as a couple. I'm in love with my wife. We're going to be celebrating 26 years this August 19th. Unbelievable. Thank you, Lord. And her parents are doing better. Well, her mom, as I said, has gone to be with Jesus. She's in heaven. But her dad is improving. He was here with us and I was his main caregiver for three, four, five months. One of them. It's been a privilege and helping him and just being very attentive. Obviously, Rochelle has been the point person. Everyone has helped tremendously, but he is improving. And so I'm thankful for my father-in-law. I love him dearly. So now to me, as far as, well, health, as I said, yeah, still, as I said, needing to work out and, and I'm improving slowly, but still have a long way to go. Same with I have a couple of little things. My tooth hurts and just stuff that I haven't taken care of in a couple of years. Things that I hope to get to here in the next few months, I guess, a few weeks. And then as far as fixing things around the house, which is another big thing, I've been doing that faithfully, laundry and the cars needing oil changes and the carburetor and the leaks and fixing the toilet and all the things that break at home, you know. Cleaning. I clean all the time. I do laundry as I said and do dishes and you can check out all that stuff on my Instagram as far as the home front, which I believe and I know it's very important. My wife is a acts of service beautiful woman. And so the way that she feels loved by me is by helping her with those kinds of kinds of things. Taking out the trash every Tuesday or every yeah, Tuesday night for Wednesday pickup, that kind of stuff is huge for her. Getting gas in her car, all those things, the acts of service is a a, a discipline that I have learned to love my wife. Men, we have to know how to love our wives. It's not just, well, I'm doing this, I work. Well, that might not be her love language. So you have to ask her, out of these five things, how do you feel loved the most? When do you feel loved the most by me? And so, as far as ministry, as I said, we have found a new church. Thank God for Pastor Emmanuel, Pastor Chris. Big shout out to Victory Outreach. They truly have embraced me. And we have found a new home there in Santa Ana. It is a bit of a drive. It's about 30 minutes from here, maybe 40. But we feel like God is at work in this small church that is just beginning to, to, I guess, uh, to get back on on its feet. It's been through a lot from what I hear. But we're there for it. And I'm helping with teaching, discipleship, of course, with music and with media, doing some videos. And so that's been that's all been for free, quote unquote, just volunteer. But I'm thankful for it. As far as income and money and revenue, there are a few things that, that have been that have, begin, that have started to grow. First is uh, my Trig Media studio. So, as you know, I have. I create and have made hundreds of beats and I have a studio here at my house which is professional and top of the line and I've been working with a few artists first as volunteers meaning they're not paying me but now uh, it's beginning to pick up so we have a few possibilities out there of paying artists who will be signed you could say to my record label and so I'm looking forward to that. I'm also As far as paid gigs, I'm also building a trig media studio for a church in the area, which I'm very excited about. They want to basically do what I've done here at my house with podcasting and a media center. They've seen all the pictures and they really enjoyed what I've been able to do. And so I've been hired as, a, I guess, like an independent contractor for a few months to build this studio and to hopefully after that, We will see if we can continue our relationship and I can create content for them, maybe for the next year or two. I'm also in the process of applying, and I've already been accepted uh, kind of as as a handshake agreement. Now I'm just filling out the paperwork to be an instructor for a Bible college through Victory Outreach, all on Zoom. And it's international in Spanish. I might do some in English and Spanish, but I think for the most part where the growth is happening is in Mexico, Panama, Latin America. And so I'm excited that it's a paid gig. And so I'm excited for that because discipleship, as I said, is something I love to do. And using all of my seminary uh, training to teach these young people all over the world in Spanish, how to grow in Christ. So I'm excited for that. And Hopefully, I'll get that going here in the next month or two. I'm also doing video production for my church, and that is a free gig, but I'm investing a lot of time and energy and in some ways kind of practicing or getting my ideas out on paper, you could say, to promote that and to offer that as a service to other churches or ministries or um, influencers who may need storytelling. Through video, really, my my I guess one of the projects that I have that I am proposing to this church that I mentioned is to create content for revenue. So instead of just simply having a live stream of the service or of worship or preaching, my um, my thought is that churches need to create daily content on demand. As premium content. For example, a la Disney Plus. So that for a subscription that is a tithe to the church, the members of the church, their friends and families can watch content on demand that is entertaining, educational, that is exciting, that is unique, and it's nowhere to be found. It's not happening anywhere except on that platform. And I'm not talking about YouTube, it's actually happening on an app. Let's say called. Uh, let's say I create my own app called Victorious Plus or Trig Media Plus, and so we host the platform and the content. But then people in the church give a tithe to the church. Let's say nine dollars a month or twelve dollars a month. They sign up monthly or for a year, and then that church and Trig Media creates content for that church, so that people can can know more about the people in the church, can know more about the, uh, the pastor and his family, can see the behind the scenes of the, the building fund or of the outreach to kids. All the things that are currently kind of on Instagram here and there and Facebook here and there and all that, but it's now in, a, in an actual contained place where people can watch it on demand. And of course, the demand for content is huge, and more and more people, not less, are going online to be entertained, to be educated, to be built up, to be to be entertained. And so churches need to step up and need to create more content beyond. We're not talking about live streaming services. That's, that's the foundation. We're talking about Easter online or, or on demand, uh, Good Friday on demand. We're talking about... Uh, Christmas on demand, we're talking about the behind the scenes, as I said. Uh, Imagine having the little shepherd boys and little angel girls that are getting ready for for the Christmas play being recorded or having that content of them preparing, rehearsing of their moms, getting their outfits of all that stuff on demand so that families and parents that don't even go to church but of course love their kids or their cousins or their their, their grandkids can then on demand as a tithe to the church, a subscription can then can receive that content right there on their phones, tablet, computer, whatever it may be. And as I said, as a way for the church to create new revenue streams, being that gas prices are crazy and people aren't going to church anymore and no one's monetizing YouTube or that's, a, that's what a couple bucks here and there and views are low and yet people are consuming more and more content from disney netflix hulu you name it peacock everyone out there has a platform if you think about it disney or netflix they don't have any content on youtube or if they do it's just little trailers but that's not where they are if you want to watch disney you have to download disney plus for what 12 bucks a month But it's something that you want to watch, right? Your kids love it. You love it. You have your subscriptions, all that stuff. You know how it is. Your login, your name, all that stuff. And so obviously the church struggles often with creating entertaining or educational content. That's not your typical stuff of Bible studies. And and I'm not against it. Of course, we need that. That's the foundation. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about, as I said, storytelling, movies, trailers, behind the scenes, even, as I said, a holy chismet. <laughs> Maybe uh, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that happens in churches. It happens in people's lives. And so to create excitement and to create interest in the body of Christ, in the work of the kingdom of God. And so that's what we want to do. That's really my my next project is to help churches. And I have this one, as I said, that I'm working with that I'm hoping to to be uh, with them for a while once we build this media center to then be able to create entertaining, educational, and exciting content on demand as a way for churches to create a second income stream through tithes and offerings that come through this digital platform. I would say the maybe the other thing that I'm really doing that I'm really taking or I'm engaged in or I'm, I'm spending time doing is my music and again you can go to davidtrig.com uh, or at my instagram at davidtrig or also on tiktok I think it's trig la or Trig la you can look me up there on tiktok too I have a bunch of my songs on there that I believe are really powerful and come from my heart come from that desire that I have to heal, to bring people healing and to bring people the gospel in a very honest and authentic way, in an emotional way, in a way that expresses love and pain and grace and loss and hope and goso and tears and sadness and anxiety and fear and strength and courage, all of it. The honest truth of, uh, of what we go through as humans, especially, as I said, these last two years with wars and rumors of war and pandemics and gas prices and inflation and politics and all that is yet to come remember that after the pandemic of 1910 came the great depression came the kkk came also a lot of great things jazz and music was written and so we have to be ready for these next eight nine years post-pandemic to help people just yesterday there was a shooting or i guess it was an alleged bombing at a high school here in the area and some of the moms of our church their kids went to that school or go to that school so it was very scary what's that called well that's first the devil but then it's also an opportunity for us as the body of christ to be there and bible clubs and of course prayer is always a foundation but imagine if those parents could go to that victorious plus app and find content on there on grief and loss and support, counseling support on their phones. That's created by people in their neighborhood, by a church in their area. I mean, you don't think that's going to help people? My goodness. It's going to be powerful. And that's what we got to be doing as churches. As I said, beyond live streaming Sundays, we have to create daily content that is entertaining, educational, exciting so that people will pay for it and fund the church, but most of all, they can find the help that they need in Jesus' name. So my songs, that's what they do. They create that feeling of hope and love and loss, and as I said, all the honest truth of being a man or a woman these days and how to be victorious in Jesus' name. So yeah, those are the projects, at least the ones that are the top-of-mind projects. I have a thousand others, but that is... And I must confess, at times it's very scary because I sure used to love and I still would love to have just a, a, a steady income. And this life of the mosaic or entrepreneurial kind of adventurous is very scary for someone like me who's always had a steady salary. And I still... I believe that that's still what I want, maybe 75, 80% of my income, I want it to come from a steady, steady salary. And so I'm thinking maybe tech at a college, at a radio station, maybe media at a church, doing all kinds of media stuff, but as a, let's say, pastor of media and content. And then the other 20, 30% would be my, my business, Trick Media, Victorious Records, and all of these projects that I'm mentioning. That really would be my dream come true. But God knows. And he has an amazing plan for your life as well as mine. I love Proverbs 3, 5, 7. He says that because I have a plan for your life. I have a, I have a future and a hope. I have a, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. It's a plan not to harm you. It's a plan not to hurt you. It's a plan to give you a future and a hope. I believe that. I believe that, and you have to believe it as well. All of us. We all do, because as I said, we're all in the same boat. It's not just me. It's not just two or three people or families. It's 7 billion people that are going through the same thing. And I think for us here in the States, it's even harder for us because we're so used to comfort. I mean, to lose $100,000 in two, three months, that means that I had more than that, right? We had more than that. I would say that was maybe give or take about half of what we had that's that's privilege right and so that's why when we lose even a little bit it hurts so much because we love to spend here in the states right and this economy we love to have a bunch of things and god knows that and i think having less is in some ways a spiritual practice kind of a hum it definitely teaches us humility like for example i haven't fixed my car stereo in six months since i lost my job and all that income because i can't afford it and it's humbling to drive around my car with a stereo system that doesn't work (laughs) i bring my my bluetooth speaker into my car (laughs) when nobody's watching just to listen to my songs and podcasts it's humbling Not a big deal, but you know what I mean. When you're used to excess like we are, food and entertainment and all the rest, it's tough to lose that stuff. But God has a plan and we're not alone. God is with us and we know that in due time, he will lift us up, right? Though there's pain in the night, Gosa comes in the morning. We know this to be true. And so I believe it and I believe it for you as well. I'll close with this. I was watching the Kanye documentary. What's it called? I don't know. It's got a really strange name. I think I'm on episode two of season one. I don't know how many seasons there are. But anyway, I've watched the first, now the second. Wow, Kanye, right? When he was in his 20s, went through that accident in L.A., here in L.A., where he had his mouth shut with a wire. And then (laughs) when his mom and all his friends thought that he might never rap again or, much worse, even live, guess what he did while well, in the hospital, here in Cedar sinai He wrote Through the Wire, one of the best songs of him that I, I, I think, it's one of his best songs. He wrote a crazy song, Through the Wire, about not being able to talk and having to mumble through the wire in his mouth because he broke his jaw in four places, I think, or three or four places. And his mouth was, was wired shut for months. And yet, instead of being in his feelings and losing perspective, which I'm sure he did at times, his mom helped him in his faith, oh, whatever you believe of Kanye. He seems to have a faith that guides him, and certainly his mom, who's now gone, Donda. But back then, he held on to those things, his mom, the love of his mom, and then the love of God, the love of Jesus. I think his dad was a pastor, I believe. I could be mistaken. His mom definitely was an English teacher. And I think his dad was a therapist. That's what he was. But he was also a Christian man. But he hung on to his faith and to his music. And from the hospital, he wrote Through the Wire, which I love that song. I might even close with that here in a second. Wrap up this podcast with a little bit of Kanye's Through the Wire. What an example. I'm so inspired. I hope you are inspired. How crazy, right? What we're going through is 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 tough, right? What we're all going through. It feels like you're in the hospital with your mouth wired shut. Afraid for your life, afraid for your your kids' lives, your husband, your wife's lives, right? It feels scary. These last 2 years has been have been terribly hard on all of us. But are you going to give up on life or are you going to write a new song? In Jesus name, I am choosing to write a song from the quote hospital of 2021 and 22 about the experience of trusting God in the middle of being wired shut (laughs) in Jesus name. And I want you to do the same thing. How do you feel? How are you doing like actually doing these last two years when you allow your feelings and your emotions to come out? How is your fear? How is your anxiousness? How is your overworking? Your frustration levels? Your depression? Your, your hyperactivity? Your sexual activity? How are all of these instincts that we have as humans? Lying and uh, deception and pride and lust and all the rest. All the seven deadly sins or the nine ones from the Enneagram. How are you doing in that? Don't live in guilt and shame. Give those things to Jesus. And then second, what is a song that he wants you to write? You might not be a musician, but you might be a teacher, a mom, a friend, a, an educator. You might be retired. You might be young, an entrepreneur, creative type. What's the song that you need to write in the middle of your, quote, mouth being shut? <laughs> what is your through the wire song? I know what mine is. It includes some of the things that I've mentioned. And I know you also have a song in your heart because God promises to put a new song. It says that a new day will come and he lifted me up out of the grave. We will see and believe in his name. Many will see and hear and put their trust in the Lord. He has put a new song in my heart, says David the psalmist. I will sing, I will sing, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. That's what we're going to do in 2022 here in march i can't wait to see what god's going to do the rest of this year in my life in my beautiful family's lives and in your life as well let me know how you're doing follow me on instagram at david Trigg. send me a dm follow me on twitter at david trig la and on tiktok at i believe it's trig la or david Trigg. thank you so much for being here and i'll see you next time Adios.